What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Edge DFS. My name is Tyson Smith, joined by Ella Hernandez. We're in a hotel in Scottsdale, in the same room. Might not look like it, but I'm sitting right across from you. What's up, dude? What's up, bro? How you doing, man? <laughs> not bad, man. So Colts versus Ravens, Monday Night Football. We're going to, if you watched our Sunday night matchup, we sort of ran through that relatively quick, but we had some good, good information there. We're going to do something similar here, try to keep it under 40 minutes, hopefully less. Not a whole lot to talk about in this game, but we can get deep with some of these backup players. There's some injuries to talk about. There's some wide receivers from the Ravens that might be coming back into play. Uh, first round pick for the Ravens might be active this week, so you'll just have to keep an eye on the news from that. Um, but when it comes to this overall matchup, Ellie, you actually live near Indianapolis. I know you're not a Colts fan, but sometimes you kind of hear some some things on, on local radio. Um, what are your thoughts on on this matchup? I mean, the Colts have not have not looked very good this year. They've won they won one game, but I don't know. Do they have a chance here against Baltimore in Baltimore? Yeah, I don't think so at all. Um, Carson Wentz is dealing with two sprained ankles. I don't even know how that happens. How's that even possible? Yeah, yeah bro. So it's, we all know Carson Wentz has his issues, and I, they don't have they don't have any backups. They don't really have any way to take stress off of them. They have a pretty interesting wide receiver core, but I, I still think like they're missing a piece to kind of give them a little bit more depth and explosiveness at that position. So like, overall, I just don't think that they have the ability to kind of hang there with uh, Baltimore, especially with as strong as Baltimore. Moore's run game is. It's just not looking good for Indy, in my opinion. And, look, a lot of these running backs that they brought in have had another couple weeks with the team. Um, you know, it looks like Tyson Williams has kind of fallen back into his number three role, unfortunately. But I still think he's a good option in this game. We'll get into his pricing here in a minute. But I do think you can actually look at him. Um, but you got, you know, Latavius Murray, who's priced up now. I think with the with some of these wide receivers potentially coming back for Baltimore, it makes this team a lot more dangerous. I think we're going to start to see them actually hit their potential in in a game like this. Uh, I know that the Colts defense sometimes is like you know pretty high ranked and you know fantasy wise they're kind of popular every now and then. I don't think they have a chance to stop stop Lamar in this game. I really don't. I think you got to go Lamar in 100 percent of your lineups. I don't know. That's 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 just, that's just my thought. I don't think you have to get too cute with it. I think you could fade Carson Wentz in this game. When was the last time he had a good game? 2014. Yeah, maybe in college. Yeah, it was the last time he completed a whole game. Like, I don't know. I mean, his numbers aren't terrible, right? He's putting up, you know, he has three games around 18 fantasy points and yeah. one around seven and a half. But, yeah. you know, this is, this is not... This is not a, a good matchup for him. Yeah, we got one of the better running teams in the league. Uh, just keeping the ball out of his hands and a pretty decent defense. I just don't know that Carson wants to be able to hang it all. I'm with you on this one. I love Lamar. I, I can't stand Carson. So with with a low amount of low owned guys and late news in this game, I think you could put Lamar at captain in in tournaments and mm-hmm. get different with you know a couple two hundred dollar guys that we'll talk about here in a second. So, actually, let's jump right into that. So, injury-wise, Rashad Bateman, he's questionable. He's been out the whole year, at least to my knowledge at this point. Um, He's questionable with the groin, but I think it's possible he could be active for this game. He's expected to be active, so keep an eye on the news. 
But Rashad, Rashad Bateman's in the first round pick. I mean, this guy was supposed to be highly touted. If he comes in and plays, who do you think that hurts? Yeah, I think uh, obviously it's going to have some impact on Sammy Watkins because Sammy Watkins is kind of the number two on that team, and they drafted uh, Bateman to be that guy behind Marquise Brown. So, yeah, you know, we're going to see some impact there. But honestly, I think you might see a little bit of positive impact on uh, you know Hollywood because you're getting another talented, uh, explosive receiver back. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, you might have you have a little bit of the negative to Sammy, and I think you get a slight boost to, to Hollywood. And we got Miles Boykin, who he had four touchdowns last year. I, I like Miles Boykin, but with how crowded everything is now with with all the receivers there, you brought in Sammy Watkins, you brought in some of these other guys. You even have guys like Proch and Wallace to worry about. With Miles Boykin potentially being available for this game, I'm not super interested in him. I think he is around that $200 range, so I might get a couple. Because he's a solid guy. Like I said, mm-hmm. he had four touchdowns last year. He has a little bit of chemistry with Lamar. I just would way prefer a guy like Rashad Bateman, who is a first-round pick. They're going to want to get him on the field immediately and get him as many reps as possible. That's pretty much all there is to talk about injury-wise. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton's out. I don't know. He's been out for years now, and basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, he may right. come back mid-season, but that doesn't help us. I just don't know. I mean, that neck injury is just hard to get over, man. He might be done, unfortunately. Do the Colts hate necks? Like, I yeah, don't they hate what's necks. Going on. Yeah, what's, what's up with their team doctor over there? Down. All right, we're getting to the breakdown, guys. All right, so uh, we're on the road here, so I don't have a second monitor, so we're just going to be reading off all this information. If you're listening to on the podcast, I'll be sure to, to lay out everything for you as well. Um so let's go to quarterbacks here. So we got Lamar at 12.6K. That's a good price for him. That's what we typically see. But we've got Carson Wentz at 10.2K. I mean, look, if he comes out and scores 18 fantasy points in this game, yeah, there's going to be a shot that he's in the optimal. But you're giving up a lot by jamming these two guys in the same lineup. It kind of worries me, and I don't think it's some sort of bold take to say, look, you can, you can fade Carson Wentz in this matchup. What do you think? Yeah, man, I'm I'm right there with you. I I really just don't know how much Carson wants that I want to have. The only thing that's going to change my mind there if he's just super low on. Uh, he's low on. I'll have some exposure, but otherwise, like I just I don't think he's been a good quarterback since. Two, I, I don't know. Like they Nick Foles won the Super Bowl in Philly. Like he didn't even get an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, right? So like yeah. I just I I think he's been overrated, and I think people seriously underestimate like how fragile he is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's so funny because there was all this controversy when they drafted Hurts. It was mm-hmm. that in the second round? It was, a, it was a relatively high round pick. And there was all this controversy. And I'm like, dude, the guy never plays. Right. Why would you not? So you're going you're gonna to have some backup come in. and It doesn't make any sense. Of course, it's a good option <laughs> to, right. to, to do that. And I'm surprised that I know that uh, they have Jacob Beeson. The Colts have Jacob Beeson and Sam Ellinger. I don't know who they like more. It's probably Eason at this point. Um, I mean, look, I don't actually hate pulling a, you know, throwing Eason into one or two lineups as just a flyer at six at six k. Um, Man, if you got the stones, do it. I mean, I mean, we saw that guy on Fanduel put Geno Smith in and solo ship five hundred k on Fanduel, which is nearly impossible. Uh, not saying that'll happen here, but I'm just saying you throw Eason in one or two lineups. I don't hate that at all because. Carson Wentz could could break his collarbone getting water this morning. Yeah, I mean he's probably already got a cracked rib just because we're talking about it. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, so look, do we both agree that that you could you could fade Carson Wentz in this matchup? 
Yes. I mean, look, he's a quarterback. He's at 10.2K. It's not like the highest we've seen, but you know, I want him to be more around like the 9.6K for me to really get excited about it. All right, so let's move over to running backs here. So, who do you want to start with? Baltimore? You want to figure out this shit show? Yeah, let's do Baltimore. All right, so we've got Lat Murray at 7,400. We know what Lat Murray is. I think we've we've always known what he is. He's a solid guy that can get you a touchdown here, a touchdown there, maybe 10 to 15 carries. He's not going to be an Aaron Jones. He's not going to get you a 40 fantasy point game. He's just not going to do that. His ceiling is low, um, especially with the with the team where th- there's going to be two or three other running backs and Lamar Jackson, who is taking carries away from him. Last week, he had 18 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown. That's solid. And he, he actually has three touchdowns this year. Uh, he's a he's a definite threat in the red zone, and he, I, I I would assume he's going to score again this week. But at seventy four hundred and how how pricey everyone on this all the the studs are on this slate. Uh, are you interested in, in seventy four hundred with him? Uh, you know, most likely he's going to get you twelve fantasy points as a ceiling, maybe fifteen. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not too stressed about getting some exposure to him, man. I mean, this is going to be a game where we're going to see a pretty significant amount of runs. Uh, I think uh, Baltimore rushes about 45 percent of the time. Um, they're one of the you know most frequent rushing teams in the league. So um, yeah, I mean they're number seven overall in uh, uh, rush percentage. So like, yeah, I just I don't I don't think that that's too high of a price tag. I mean, we paid like. 6,200 or 6,800 for uh, Tyson Williams that night that he started. So this isn't a bad situation for him. And this really isn't a a game that he's going to be like scripted out of unless for whatever reason it stays close or uh, Indy jumps ahead. Um, So I think you're going to have to have a little bit of him and then maybe throw in one or two of these backups. In theory, Latavius Murray should have the most carries. He should have the most volume when it comes to running backs. And he should have the most goal line opportunities. Uh, when it comes to Devontae Freeman, he's only gotten, what, two or three carries at max in, in these games. He looked good when he, when he had the opportunity. Um, I just don't, I don't like him. I, I think when it comes to, it's Lat Murray, and if Lat Murray is hurt or something, then, then Devontae comes in. And then Tyson and Le- Le'Veon Bell are fighting for that, the third down, those third down snaps. Yep. I don't know, I mean, Le'Veon Bell really, I mean, he had... Four, four rushes for 11 yards and one target last week against Denver. Tyson Williams, here's one thing to talk about here. He was a healthy scratch last week, which which I'm kind of confused about because now they still want to work him in. He's at 1,200, and you got Devontae Freeman at 400. You got Le'Veon Bell at 1,800. I mean, what do we do with these three other dudes? Like, I, To me, I still like Tyson Williams. Yeah, I like uh, honestly. I like all of them. Uh, I'm, I'd put them Tyson Williams and then probably Lev Bell, Devonte Freeman if I was going to rank them. But it's going to 100 percent come down to who's active. Um, yeah. yeah, like RG doesn't even have him in the player pool. Yeah, so uh, I mean, it it really depends on who you're looking at. Like, it, I mean, even some of the sharps don't really know where uh, where to go with this one. So yeah. Um, at, but again, like at the prices that you're going to see these guys, these are guys that we're going to need to take stabs on. And I don't mind handcuffing running backs and letting that be my primary exposure yeah. to uh, Baltimore because I want Lamar. I want as much rushing as possible. You know, yeah. just like every every uh, Lamar slate, we try and get as much rushing game from Baltimore as we can, and then potentially uh, you know grab one of the pass catchers. It, I think that's the way to go here. And this is look, this is a situation, this particular game, and this matchup. 
Lamar might be 40% on the captain. I'd say probably 30% on the captain, don't you think? Yeah, that'll be 35 at least. Yeah. So, and, and I don't hate putting him a captain because his, yeah. his raw point out uh, total is just so high if he goes off. And we saw what happened again with Austin Eckler the other night and 2% Donald, Donald yeah. Parham. You can run that chalk if you have somebody that's that low owned. So, wait for ownership to come out. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity for news to break, which will get to wide receivers like like the, uh, the Bateman and everything like that. If Bateman's un- active, he, he'd probably be under 10%. And that's an easy choice. So, and then we, look, obviously we have Patrick Ricard at 800. I think all these guys are in play. Latavius Murray is the safest bet. And at 7,400, it's actually a pretty decent price for a, a clear number one running back. But you do have to kind of worry about um, some of his volume later in this game as, as some of these other, other running backs might get opportunities. We just don't know with Harbaugh. We just don't know. All right, so Indy. So we got Jonathan Taylor at 9,800. I think this might be one of the, the situations where Jonathan Taylor gets game scripted out of this. I mean, you're going against Baltimore. It's it's a tough defense to go against. And Taylor do, is getting some some volume out of the backfield receiving-wise, but I just he's not the guy when it comes to that. They're going to put in the Heme Hines at 5,600. And also, let's talk about Marlon Mack mm-hmm. at 600 bucks. Marlon Mack got... Most of the most of the run last week against Miami for whatever reason. Now you said um, that Naheem Hines did get a fumble in that game, so he, maybe he was in the doghouse, maybe he's out of the doghouse this week. But to me, look, Marlon Mack, what, what going into last year was first of all one, a high, highly ranked fantasy guy, with Jonathan Taylor being a rookie, and eventually, obviously, Marlon Mack got injured. But Marlon Mack was the man last year, yeah. and just because he got hurt, now he's. You know, at one point he was fourth, fifth string. There was there was trade trade rumors going wrong around last week, and now he's in. The, he's getting most like a, most of the second running back snaps. So, Marlon Mack is is interesting and is kind of scary, but it's six hundred bucks. If he gets you a touchdown, that's it. He's in the optimal. Yeah, man, I like I like Marlon Mack. Uh, I I think the one downside that he has is that he's not going to get involved in the pass game as much as Naheem Hines will. But I mean, uh, for six hundred dollars, again, we're still looking for one of those guys that we can get at this price that can help us play Lamar Jackson and Captain, yeah. for example. It's going to be low owned and cheap as hell. Six hundred bucks. I mean, if he comes out and gets a zero, you're not entirely screwed. Yeah. Now, um, I, I don't know, man. I, that's where I'm at. I don't, I'm not going to pay 9800 for Jonathan Taylor. No. It's just way too much money. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm prioritizing Hines and Mack. Yeah. I just can't do Taylor in this game. But can he score a touchdown? Yeah. But at 9800 well, you got to have a 20-point fantasy output from him. Yeah, and to your point, you could get game scripted out to get more Naheem Hines out of the backfield, right? Yeah. So you could have more uh, you know, just of these two backups, Hines and Mack, just because of that scenario. If you're going to do any 4-2 indie, which I don't hate... Um, Hines and Mack in the same lineup is is not a bad idea. Super interesting. It's not a bad idea. We'll build with that, actually. All right, so let's move over to wide receivers. All right, let's look at this. Let me get let me clear my pool down here a little bit here. Um, we'll go to Campbell. Okay, so Marquise Brown, he's finally priced up, and he's been having a pretty good year. Um, you know, wide receivers against this defense, you know, this defense is ranked pretty much last. Um, and with some of these guys that are coming back, it might it might open up a lot of more options for the pass game here. So Marquise Brown is eleven thousand. That's the highest we've ever seen him, I think, on Showdown. I mean, let me double check that, but I'm pretty damn sure. At least in the last year and a half. Week is. week three, he was ten point six k. Then he dropped down to eight k. Now he's back up to eleven. 
Yeah. Now, look, he's not setting the world on fire. He's doing well. Don't get me wrong. He has a 19 fantasy point output, 26. Then he had an 8 point. And then now, last week against Denver, he had 19 fantasy points. The interesting thing about him is he's been getting more targets. In the past, it's usually just been three or four bombs down the field. He either catches them or he doesn't, and that's kind of it. But this year, he's gotten six targets, 10, 7, 5. Um, he scored three touchdowns out of the four games this year. I like him. I like Marquise Brown. But to me, 11K from Marquise Brown is, is scary. He's he's He has the opportunity to have an absolute bad game at any given week. So thoughts about that, and we'll talk about the other these other wide receivers. I feel like this is almost the same scenario as the uh, Kansas City game, right? You got uh, you know, you had Tyreek Hill and Kelsey just so despairingly priced. Like I, yeah. And then now you got Marquise Brown and um, Mark Andrews. So such a gap in their pricing. I I just have to lean towards uh, Mark Andrews, and that's just yeah. going to cause me to naturally fade Hollywood. Now, um, again, you with Rashad Bateman active, if he plays, there is a little bit of a boost that we can see go to Brown. And if nobody's playing him because, uh, or if no one's playing Hollywood because he's so expensive, then that, uh, you know that'll change my mind. But right now, I just don't really have much interest in him. And honestly, that really these these top three guys, you know, Brown, Watkins, and Devin DuVernay. Like, I know we've been high in DuVernay before, but yeah. we need to know what's going on with Boykin and Rashad Bateman. Those guys are just too cheap yes. to not want to prioritize at some capacity over... I mean, DuVernay should be, you know, 1,200 with both these guys playing. Yeah, right? exactly. And then exactly. Watkins should probably be closer to, like, 3,500 or something like that until he proves he's still an NFL receiver. Yeah. So I, I, that's where I'm at, man, and I think I'm just going to try and find these cheap dudes and see what uh, you know what kind of love we can get from them. If at least one of these guys are active, Bateman at 200 and Boykin at 200, mm-hmm. I think it hurts DuVernay a little bit. It doesn't hurt him a lot, but I think it does kind of, like, we start, we start to see DuVernay get a little bit more action lately and actually like look pretty good the last two weeks. He had a touchdown week three and he had, you know, he only had three receptions for 31 yards, but earlier in the year, he wasn't getting those targets when we, when we thought he would be. Now he kind of is and he's peaking right when these other guys are coming back. So I don't know how they're going to handle Duvernay. He's one of these guys that can get, you know, these gadget plays. I I fully expect him to, to get some, some rush attempts eventually this year. Right. So, if Rashad Bateman is in, I'm going to go heavy on him. Hurts Sammy Watkins a little bit. When it comes to Sammy Watkins, he's been getting seven, about seven targets every game. That's a pretty healthy amount. I mean, he, his lowest re, uh, receiving total has been 44 yards this year. So you know his ceiling is pretty, or I'm sorry, his floor is pretty high when it comes to Sammy Watkins. But we'll just have to see where everyone's at. Uh, James Proch, Tylen Wallace. I'm not going to touch any of these guys really, to be honest. Um, Maybe, you know, the lowest I'll go is probably Boykin. Yeah. You got Brown, Watkins, Bateman, Duvernay, Boykin. Those are my only – those are the only guys in my player pool. And if Boykin's active, I'll, I'll only have, like, one lineup with him. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's look at Indy here. There's really only th- – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but there's really only three guys to talk about, right? Unless – unless did you have uh, Michael Strahan, whatever the hell his name is, or Ashton Doolin. Do you have any of these guys in your player pool? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, uh, the Michael Strachan, Strahan guy, like he does have a lot of big, uh, big play um, upside, but doesn't look like he's even been involved since week one. So yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and again, like a lot of that is you're depending on uh, 
Carson Wentz getting the ball out and get, yeah. being efficient. I just I don't want to rely on that too much. I just want to focus on kind of the primary guys here in Indy. I think. And the primary guy is Michael Pittman by far. Yep. I mean, this guy has been getting... Let's look at some of his snap counts here. Um, He's been getting the bulk of of everything. I mean, realistically. I'm sorry. Let me just pull this up here. So, if you look at snap count for Michael Pittman, on the season, he's averaging 90% of the snaps. Uh, The next in line, it looks like Pascal is getting about 85% of the snaps, and then Paris Campbell at 63. Now, the biggest... The interesting thing here... Um, we'll get back to Michael Pittman, but the interesting thing here is the price difference between Pascal and Campbell. So Zach Pascal is eighty two hundred, and Paris Campbell is thirty eight hundred. Now they're they're on the field like you know Paris Campbell's on the field sixty five percent of the time, and he's actually getting plenty of routes run. Um, so I see that Zach Pascal is actually having a little bit more output, but I, I don't think that Paris Campbell is that far below him. I think he's mispriced. Either Zach Pascal is too high-priced or Paris Campbell is too low-priced. Thoughts on Pascal versus Campbell? I think you can just sprinkle him in, and Pascal at 8200 might be the guy that, that completely gets left out for me. Yeah, I mean, Pascal's going to be, you know, he's going to get involved. We know that um, they like him in Indy, but Paris Campbell at 3800 just seems like such a better value. Um, again, like I, there's too much risk associated with using Carson Wentz as your, you know, quarterback. I guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, for lack exactly. of a better way to say it. So yeah. I, I kind of just want to st- stick with Michael Pittman and then probably try to find some value. And that's really only in Paris Campbell when it comes to this offense so far. And look, Pascal has had a pretty decent year. He has three touchdowns. He had two yeah. touchdowns week one. He's done okay. Like he, he had, you know, twenty point output. 14 points in the last few weeks he's been under 10 but obviously Pascal is a better option but at that price tag I just I don't think that he's $800 less than Pittman I think he's too priced up and you know Pittman is Pittman's looking pretty good let's let's look at his some of his numbers here actually so he had 23 fantasy points 13 and 11 the last three weeks he's getting look at his targets dude uh, week 2 12 week 3 12 week 8 or week four, eight eight targets. He has one. He has zero touchdowns this year. So, you add a touchdown into any of that, and this guy's probably over ten k this week. So I think yep. you're getting him at a little bit of a discount. He's the number one option on this team. Uh, target wise, it just all depends on can Carson Wentz, you know, stand up with two fucked up ankles. Uh, so anything else to add here? Obviously Pittman is number one, and then maybe Paris Campbell as a low loaned option, right? Yeah, and then either I, I like Straken if he's active. If you want to fire on a potential seventy-yard touchdown, yeah, he'll be the, he'll be the lowest on two hundred dollars guys for sure. But yeah. I prefer Bateman and exactly. and Boykin to be honest over over him. Um, all right, so tight ends. So we got Mark Andrews at sixty-six hundred. That is criminally low again, and I know he hasn't been you know sort of living up to the expectations. But look, he had ten fantasy points against KC. Week two, he had basically 19 against Detroit, and then 11 last week. I still think that's way too low for him. He was up to 7,400, and now he's down by 800 bucks. He's he might be my favorite captain choice too, as well. Besides Lamar, Mm -hmm. I know that this is like the tight end show. We just talk about tight ends the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. But I mean, how can you ignore Mark Andrews 6,600? We've seen what he can do. If he scored three touchdowns in this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised. 
if he well, so what we need to look at is just the, his target share is going back up, right? I, I understand we're gonna we that we're expecting some sort of impact if we start getting guys like Rashad Bateman back up, but I think that that helps your star guys, right? Yeah, because they're not going to be focused on uh, yeah just Mark or Hollywood now. They got to spread out their defense a little bit more. But these target shares are crazy. I mean, he's going well, not not crazy like Michael Pittman, but I mean, yeah. week one, week two, you got five. Week three, you got seven. Week five or week four, you got eight. They're getting him more involved, yeah. and they're having a more successful, uh, you know, passing game by by getting him in Hollywood involved in the game. Yeah, and he had seven for, or he had five for one hundred nine um, against Detroit. And you again, same thing here. You add a touchdown to any of these, and all of a sudden his numbers are looking pretty good, and he should be close, probably closer, price closer to eighty two hundred. Yeah. So I, I'm with you, man. I, you know. Just it's that meme, right? Uh, yeah. Tight ends a captain, and I guess the edge DFS. Just yeah, we do that exactly. It's true. And look, at the beginning of the year, I mean, there, there was a ton of injuries. Obviously, the running back situation was crazy. Mark Andrews was the number one option for the first, first few games uh, for this offense, and the defenses knew that. They double teamed him. They triple teamed him sometimes. And you're starting to see it open up a little bit more for him because they can't just focus the whole defense on Mark Andrews. Now they got to focus on Hollywood Brown. They got to focus on Rashad Bateman, possibly. There's these other guys that are popping up that are going to open up more for Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews can break the slate in this game, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go heavy with him at captain because yep. 6600 you could fit in a lot of dudes in the flex, including Lamar and whoever the hell else you want. Um, so, any interest in Oliver and Tomlinson at two hundred bucks? I don't mind. Uh, I, honestly, I don't hate Tomlinson either, but I don't mind Josh Oliver. I mean, ever since he almost had that touchdown on that one slate, like yeah, yeah, yeah. two weeks ago, like I'm, I, I'd be scared. I played him that night, so I got to be scared not to play him. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to miss out the night that he does. Yeah, that I know, I know, right? And it's only one lineup. You don't need to get too crazy. Well, and dude, there's so many two hundred dollar guys in this slate. I really do think that you can. You can go heavy in flex and just punt at the last position this week. Yeah. You can really just pick one position and just mix it up with all these $200 guys. And I think that's that might be the winning formula here. We'll see. So, obviously, we like we love Mark Andrews. Probably one of my – I'd say probably my favorite play on the slate at this point. Yeah, easily. Mo Alley Cox, 5K. Look, I think he's trending up. You know, he did have two touchdowns last week. Uh, I, I think this is more recency bias. I think it's going to boost his uh, ownership quite a bit. And this dude's never 5K. I mean, the most he's ever been is like probably 1,800. Um, I think he is an $1,800 player usually. He had a good week last week. I'm not taking that away from him. Can he have another touchdown? Absolutely. But at 5K, I'd rather go a, another direction. If you look at Jack Doyle, now look, he's not been impressive. Don't get me wrong. He did have a 13-point fantasy game against the Rams week two. But when you really look at the snaps and you really look at the numbers here between these guys, Mo Cox, on the season, Jack Doyle is getting more snaps on the season. Now, last week, Mo Cox did 72% of the snaps to Jack Doyle's 27. And you think, okay, well, you know, Jack Doyle is doing the blocking, Mo Cox is doing the receiving. That's not, not, that's not how it is. Uh, Jack Doyle is getting more routes run than him in every game except for last week. So just because one week Mo Ali Cox has a has a breakout game does not mean that Jack Doyle is out of it. I like Jack Doyle. He's going to be less than ten percent owned, I think. 
Would you? Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, I I think there's gonna be a lot of recency bias on uh, Mo Ali Cox. Um, I like Jack Doyle though, and based on what I'm seeing, they're projected very similarly. So uh, I I think that if that's the case, you've got to lean towards Jack Doyle because 100%. of the pricing. Yeah. Um, now again, like if the field just becomes sharp uh, by the time we get to lock tomorrow night and everyone comes off Mo Ali, then I don't mind having a little bit more of him just to kind of pivot off of Doyle, but. Again, twenty six hundred. Um, we're looking for value, and between him and uh, you know Rashad Bateman, you might have enough in there to get Lamar. a pretty yeah. decent uh, amount of our studs. So yeah, you can get Lamar at captain and still have a great lineup with with Jack Doyle and Bateman at twenty eight hundred dollars combined for two spots. Absolutely, and you still have the ceiling there, or any of these you know any of these other two hundred dollar guys. Just rotate them in. We we like Bateman the most, obviously. Uh, so Jack Doyle, I like having Mark Andrews and Jack Doyle in the same lineup. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, you know, this is a, the tight end show now. We'll have to rebrand. Yeah, right. All right, so going to kickers, you got Justin Tucker. This this guy's the man. I mean, obviously. Uh, NFL record holder what was a 65-yarder to win the game two weeks ago. 4K and Rodrigo Blankenship, you know, the guy with the glasses, the, the nerdy dude, you know. He's tiny. I love that photo with him and DK Metcalf standing next to each other, and it's like these guys play the same sport. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> uh, so look, it's same same shit, different show um, with the kickers. I think um, you know. I think that the Colts kicker can probably, you know, they're gonna maybe there's an opportunity for them to stall out in the red zone. He has had over ten fantasy points uh, for the last three weeks when it uh, when it comes to Blankenship. And we know Justin Tucker, if there's any kicker that you would ever consider playing a captain, not that I would, but this is the guy, you know. He had 17 fantasy points week three, 13 last week. I think when you get guys over, when you get these kickers over 10 fantasy points week in and week out, you got to kind of consider them, especially in your cash lineups. Lamar at captain, one of these guys in the in the flex is probably your should be your core when it comes to and and probably Mark Andrews as well when it comes to cash. So defense, Ravens defense forty four hundred, uh, Colts defense thirty two hundred. I think you can consider both defenses, but more specifically Ravens. We've seen the Colts you know be pretty good um, when it comes to, you know fantasy wise like okay, but you know last year they 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 tore it up. And uh, I think you can consider both of these. But look, at 4,400 and 3,200, there's just so many other better options. Um, I just don't know if I would trust it. I'll get a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, just kind of last pieces, if you want to throw some of these in there, it's not going to impact you too much. I, I, yeah, just – and, I mean, for defense, right, like, I, I – the Ravens should be in a decent spot, especially if Carson Wentz plays. Like it's weird that you would want to, you know, start a defense when the opposing starting quarterback plays. But if like yeah. he feels a breeze, like he could end up fumbling or throwing a pick. So I just think, uh, yeah, I I think they're both in play. Um, not necessarily Colts. I think you can have a little bit because uh, we don't know if this game's going to come uh, uh, on the under. It's a pretty low total, so I think you have some reason to, to to play with some of these kickers and defenses a little bit more than you normally would. I think at home, Lamar absolutely crushes. This game is going to be, you know, we'll save it for our our uh, prediction part of the show. But I think I think they they score forty points in this game. Yeah, I, I really do. I think it's going to be an ass whooping. All right, so let's let's talk about our fade, right? So we don't have any graphics set up here, but the, you know, we'll just tell you guys 
Well, so what do you think about your fade? Do you have, do you have one specifically pointed out, ready to go? Um, I I don't know. I think I'm leaning uh, kind of towards Carson Wentz. To be completely honest with you, yeah, it, he just. Two sprained ankles is too much for me, man. I, I just don't even understand why you would even think about playing your starting quarterback if yeah. he has two sprained ankles. At that price, I just don't love it. I think, you know, I think when it comes to showdown quarterbacks, you want to try to prioritize them. They're touching the ball the most, but anything can go wrong with him, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to have too much of him. And then in the first quarter, he's in the 10. And I'm just like, oh, well, there goes 60% of my lineups. Like, I'm not going to do that this week with him. And if he if he has a ceiling game for the first time in a year, then so be it. Against one of the best defenses in the NFL, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my chances, and I, I'm gonna be under the field on Carson Wentz, and also I'm gonna be under the field on Jonathan Taylor. Now maybe that's not a, a crazy prediction, but I think Jonathan Taylor might come in a little bit lower ownership be, just because of the matchup um, and his price tag. And if that's the case, if Jonathan Taylor is like twenty percent owned, which I don't think he will be, but if he is. I might go a little bit higher on him. But I agree, Carson Wentz is probably my fade. All right. So when it comes to captain, I know who you're going to choose, so I'll choose somebody different. So go ahead. Tell me who. Tell me your captain choice. Mark Andrews. Um, just roll the film back on one of my other times I've played him a captain. He's just too cheap. Dude, I, I agree with you. I don't know who else to go with. I think you can go, you can go with, like, Sammy Watkins or some of these dudes. And, shit, you can even go Michael Pittman. I really think so. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus on Mark Andrews. I really am. I don't think there's any way to get crazy. I'll have Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews probably in majority of my captain lineups or in my lineups as captain. And then I might mix in some of these other like like Naheem Hines or like some of these lower owned guys with higher ceilings. You know, Pascal even something like that. I, I don't think I'm going to get too crazy this week with it because. One thing that's hard to tell sometimes with showdown slates is like how these teams are going to play. Like sometimes you just don't know how a team's going to come out and play. But with Baltimore, I'm pretty confident. They have great coaching, great leadership. I, I'm pretty confident they're going to come out and play well. They're not going to shit the bed this week. Like you can't say that about a lot of teams. All right, so lineup build. Let me switch this over here. All right, we're getting into the build. All right, here we go. So let's just let's put Lamar in first. Oh, this is the wrong slate. Hang on a second. We got to go Lamar, right? And just see what these builds are like with him. Yeah, let's see what we can get. It's gonna be so easy to to fade Wentz. Um, with you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna help to fade Wentz. So we're gonna have so many more options, and we're gonna be able to play more value too. All right, let's let this load up. Worst internet in the history of the world. Is that is that this resort? All right, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, let's optimize and see what happens. Just right out of the gate. Okay. So this is interesting. This is kind of what we were talking about. This is kind of your cash build here. Um, although I don't love Taylor, I, I would probably switch uh, Taylor out for um, Michael Pittman, don't you think? Yeah, I don't like Taylor. Um, this is going to be in this. They're going to be playing from behind. I, I think yeah. Taylor can easily get scripted out of this. Yeah, I agree. So let's build. Let's build one with with Lamar that we like uh, for tournaments. So yeah. Let's lock Lamar in. Let's put Bateman in. I think you know. Obviously, stay tuned with the with the news. He is questionable still. So keep an eye on that. 
Um, and then let's let's you want to grab one of these running backs from Baltimore? What do you think? Yeah, let's uh, let's start with Lat Murray. Okay, Lat Murray. Now, who we grabbing? For, we we grabbing Pittman. Yeah, Pittman. You want to do like a Marlon Mack? You want to do a, you know, uh, who do you want to do here? You want to do Naheem Hines? I think so. There, I I'm trying to build with some of these guys, man, and it looks like there's going to be some salary to leave on the table. This is yeah, interesting. We got eighty nine hundred left. Yeah, here. what does that what does that put us in? That puts us in the Pascal, which I don't necessarily love. I mean, I'm fine with it. You can put Pascal in, but now you've got you know basically three pass catchers. Yeah, I know you, I know Naheem Hines is a, more of a running back, but he's not going to get tons of carries. He has three pass catchers without the quarterback, so that's a little concerning. Um, I mean, do we need Bateman in this lineup, or can we go up from Murray to Hollywood? Oh, well, we, we don't have Mark Andrews yet. So let's get Mark Andrews instead. And then what does that put us at? That puts us at 9,700. Almost to Jonathan Taylor. We wanted him. And we've already got Pittman in there? Already got Pittman. So we've got Jackson, Bateman, Andrews, Pittman, and Hines with one spot left. Uh, you could go higher on Hines. You can get rid of Hines and go, go up from him. But who is there to get on this? Like that you're that you're confident with? There's really not much. I left. mean, I'm just not that confident in Pascal. You know. So what if we let's do this? What if we come off Mark Andrews? Let's go to Hollywood. Okay, let's go to Hollywood. So that's that's Bateman, Brown, and Pittman. That leaves us with ten point nine for two spots. We want to do a four two here. Four two Baltimore. Yeah. So we got. You want to do one of these other uh, ancillary like wide receivers, like a Duvernay or or Watkins? Well, we still got Bateman in there, so I feel like that might be a lot. What if we go? Yeah, you're right. You want to go Tyson? He's not even in the fucking player pool. Yeah, he's not. What if we go? What if we go Naheem Hines and then see what we have left from there? That's fifty three hundred. So I guess yeah, you, Mo Ali Cox, Duvernay, Duvernay or Mo Ali. I don't hate Mo Ali, but I think he's overpriced. Duvernay or Ravens defense. I don't hate that. Um, so that's the interesting thing with Lamar Jackson here. Well, let's do what we said we were going to do. So let's get rid of. Let's let's start over. Let's start fresh here. Let's start Lamar Jackson, the captain. We got Rashad Bateman. Let's put in what's his bucket, uh, Jack Doyle. We were talking about Bateman and Doyle together. That leaves you with 9,500 per player for three spots. We can do whatever the hell we want. We can do easily do Marquise Brown. We could do Carson Wentz easily. That leaves us with 7,100. Or you can go Jonathan Taylor, leaves you with 7,500. Or Pittman, which we probably want to do. Yeah. So Doyle and Pittman, and then 8,300. You can get Pascal. You can get Lat Murray. You know, you can go down to. Mark Andrews. I think there's a lot of options, but I think you gotta you gotta get two low on guys with with your Lamar Jackson tournament lineups. Yeah, uh, in captain. All right, so let's 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 go to let's go to Mark Andrews real quick. Let's see how necessary it is to get a guy at this price in. I mean, he's, Mark Andrews is is cheaper than Latavius Murray. It's just crazy. All right, so I I feel like we almost don't have to fade Wentz, <laughs> but I kind of want to still. 
Like it's not even a salary thing at this point. We're just I just don't I'm not confident in him playing well. Yeah. Um, so we got Mark Andrews, the captain, Lamar Jackson in the flex. Where do we want to go from here? Do you want to do a Wentz lineup and see how that works out? Yeah, let's do uh, let's do Lamar Wentz and then kind of see what we can do from here. Michael Pittman. Yeah, we want Michael Pittman. And do you want to do like a? I mean, they still want Rashad Bateman. To be honest with you, I yeah. just don't know why we won't play him. I know there's no reason why to at 200 bucks. So that if we put Bateman in there. So we got Andrews at captain, Lamar and Bateman, and then you got Wentz Pittman. That leaves us with eighty one hundred, and that leaves us, you know, Latavius Murray, Sammy Watkins. You have to pay down quite a bit. So, I mean, we could, you could kill Wentz and throw Mar- uh, Marquise Brown in, and then get one more, one more Colt. Let's just try that, and then that leaves us seventy three hundred. For, for one more indie player. Who does that get us? I mean, that gets us nothing. It gets us Naheem Hines. Yeah. So it's like these weird... So, how do we do this then with Mark Andrews' captain? So, I think you put uh, Wentz back in and then throw in Lat Murray, dude. You got yeah. Lamar, Andrews, Lat. Salary's not going to be a thing. Yeah, I think I like Lat. Um, we could, we can't do Jonathan Taylor, so that leaves us ninety nine hundred total for two spots. Do you want to do a Naheem Hines? Do you want to do Marlon Mack? Let's throw in Marlon Mack and see what it leaves us. Ninety three hundred for the last spot. That's that's a Michael Pippen Jr. Yeah. Do do we already have him or no? No, we don't. Okay, so we yeah, got Mark Andrews at captain. We uh, uh, for Baltimore. We've got Jackson Murray. So it's a that's a three three here. We got Wentz. Marlon Mack and Pittman. That's a nice lineup. I'm taking a photo of that one. I don't have my phone with me. Here, I'll screenshot it. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Yeah. The, so this is what we're talking about here. And this is this is without Bateman, too. So you can go Mack. You can go Bateman. You can go a lot of these guys. So let's do one more lineup. Anything else jump out to you? Captain-wise, do you want to do a Michael Pittman? Do you want to do a Marquise Brown? Let's do a Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. Brown. Because if, if it was that easy to build with Lamar, uh, yeah. I'm fine with it. All right, so let's put Lamar in the flex. Do you want to do Carson or no Carson? Let's let's go ahead and throw Carson in just to be safe. All right. Carson Wentz, that leaves us with 10.7K for three spots. So we probably want to get one wide receiver for Indy. Let's throw in Pittman. Okay. So that leaves us with seventeen hundred total. Now this is where we can get creative. We can do we can do um, a two hundred dollar guy. We can go with Bateman. We can do Marlon Mack. We can do Freeman, Miles Boykin. You can do whoever the hell you want. With two left, uh, seventeen hundred for two spots. Yeah, I like. I mean, if we're doing that, I like Mack and uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, the other the wide receiver we've been talking about, Marlon Mack and Boykin. No. The other one. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Devon. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, yeah. Yeah. And you could even, yeah, that's pretty much it. You can go Ricard. You can go any of these guys. But Mack and Bateman, I don't hate that at all. I think they have a decent decent floor for dudes who are 200 and 600 bucks. Right. Marquise Brown, captain. Lamar Jackson, Wentz, Pittman, Mack, and Bateman. That's a nice lineup, too. That is nice. Now, what, let's do one more without Wentz and see how this would work out. Let me kill Mac. Let me kill Bateman. So we've got uh, Marquise Brown. We've got Jackson. And then we've got Pittman. Let's try to fit in. Do you want to try to fit in a guy like Jonathan Taylor? 
Uh, yeah, that's fine. As long as we still get uh, Pittman, I guess, or either we go down to yeah, so um, Paris Campbell. We've got Taylor and Pittman. That leaves us with 2,100. So you could do something like Le'Veon Bell. Not that I would want to, but you could do a Le'Veon Bell. Um, actually, you know what I want to do here? I, I would love to get Jack Doyle in this lineup. Put him in. So let me take Taylor out. Let me put Doyle in, and let me just see what that does for us. At least it was with 9,300. For two spots. So we go heavy and then put Bateman in. Let's just put Bateman in right now. And then put in uh, Hollywood. And, and see what we got. 9,100? Oh. Uh, yeah, a little bit that. Pittman. Pittman's, Pittman's already in. Okay. So Pascal, Murray. There's there's an infinite amounts of options here. Well, basically. what if what if it come off of uh, uh, that wide receiver from um, the the two hundred dollar guy? Baltimore. To, yeah, Bateman. Go up to Paris Campbell and just see where we're at because we don't okay. have any exposure to Paris yet. Yeah, you're right. Paris Campbell is thirty eight hundred. Oh yeah, there you go. Fifty five fifty five hundred left. So almost Naheem Hines. Yeah. So we're down. Mo Ali, Devin Duvernay. I don't hate that. Yeah. So what we're finding here is these middle-range guys are just not – like Molly Cox, DuVernay, Hines, even Sammy Watkins. That will, that range, we just we haven't really needed to use those guys unless we were specifically wanted to. So that could right. be some nice leverage there, maybe a little bit lower owned than we think. All right, man, so anything else to add here? No, I think it's going to be an interesting one. Just got to keep an eye on who's going to be active. That's going to dictate a lot of what we decide to do here. I agree. So, what? What? Who's your uh, your like ten percent low or lower own guy that you think can score here? Um, I I think it's Bateman. I don't know if he's going to be ten percent though. That's the one thing that I'm concerned about. He might be. He might be in the thirties because I think yeah. people are smart enough to know that he's going to get play. Yeah, it's still a good play. I you know I, I might have him in seventy percent of my lineups if he's if he's active. If, if not him, then man, I'm probably going with your your guy, old Jack Doyle. Yeah, I, that's that's my prediction. Jack yeah. Doyle gets a touchdown in this game, and uh, at that price and at that ownership, could break the slate. Yeah. So predictions on this on this final here, final score. Yeah, I think this is 31-13 Baltimore. I'm going 42-21, garbage time. Uh, I, I'm gonna even, I'm gonna say who's the backup for for um, Lamar. Oh, bro, I don't even know. Anyways, whoever the backup for Trace Lamar is. <laughs> yeah, I think he's on the practice squad. Whoever the backup for Lamar is this year, I think he's on, like, number two or something like that. Tyler um, Huntley. Huntley. I, I'm expecting him to get about, you know, two series here at the end of this game. That's my yeah. prediction. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks a lot. We will see you possibly next week. I'm going to be in Mexico. We're going to try to see what kind of Internet service I have over there. But uh, stay tuned with us. Stick with us. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you later.